Consummate Athlete seeks health, community, and adventure through movement. And here on the podcast, longtime endurance coach and kinesiologist Peter Glassford and author and cycling coach Molly Herford are helping you lead your best active, adventurous life. Every week, we talk with professional athletes, health and fitness experts, and of course, real-life consummate athletes. We're excited to have you along for the ride. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Consummate Athlete Podcast, another short Friday edition. Uh, This time we are talking all about the fact that it is mid-season or possibly even end of season for for some people right now, even though we haven't had a season. Uh, Right. Which is a really weird feeling, right? Like, you know, you probably haven't been showing up every weekend to race. Maybe you've gotten in a race or two, depending on where you live. Um, But for most of us, we've gone the whole summer without racing. But that doesn't necessarily mean that we've had a a lazy summer by any stretch. I would say, uh, you know, personally, for me, I've had, I think, the highest mileage summer that I've ever had. So right, it's a tricky time of year. <laughs> yeah. So I thought we'd, you know, we've had a few questions from listeners. Um, I always try and, you know, pull in some questions that I'm getting uh, for, you know, I, I sent an email to my coaching clients to try and like accumulate these frequently asked questions and accumulated knowledge, you know, so they get the email about once a month. Um and this topic of just sort of like it's been a long year, you know, we've been training it. And I'll admit, like, usually this stuff takes care of itself because, you know, you're going to do your peak race in July for nationals or you're doing Leadville in August or you're doing Kansas in May. The automatic thing we would periodize with that, you know, plan with that is that you take a rest week, right? You take a often I make that as a tran- what we call a transition week or a complete week off the bike. Like I'll just put complete week off the bike. Go be a normal person, you know, lock up your bike if you're a weirdo like myself that will just keep sneaking out on bikes. Um, You know, and and there's some exceptions to that, but it's sort of programmed in is what I'm saying. So I think what we're seeing is some symptoms of maybe some overtraining, some burnout, some sickness, some injury, some, you know, I'm not as motivated to go out even though it's a sunny day, you know, take motivation stuff. So a lot of these symptoms I think are, are, it's just an odd year where we're not getting these milestones right these you know touch points yeah and even if you're not necessarily a racer you probably normally would have like a family vacation where you'd be sort of off the bike or away from running for a week or so because you're traveling to your destination you're at your destination maybe you're squeezing in short workouts but i think most people have been staying closer to home so now you know maybe you're going up to the cottage or to the cabin or whatever but you're still sort of able to keep going with your normal training uh, which feels really good at the time, I think. But yeah, it definitely starts wearing you down if you haven't had that week off. Sure, sure. And I, I think this idea of periodization, right? This like, you know, it, it, you know how people have been saying like, oh, it's every day feels the same, right? Where some people are working from home or, you know, they're working every day of the week. Um, whatever the case may be, you know, there's definitely less of those like every weekend we used to be at races or traveling to some sort of event. So every weekend we used to be traveling, you know, to a race, to an event or whatever. Um, And so that would build in a lot of this recovery, right? And this ebb and flow to the week, to the day. Whereas right now it's it's just, you know, where every day is almost the same, right? You can do the same one hour ride every day. You might be on, you know, an online program like Zwift or doing your one hour run. And so it's harder to be like, oh, I need to take a rest day because I'm doing a race or... I just did a race, so I'm going to take a rest day, right? And some of that natural ebb and flow is harder to get. Um, and in the same way, when we look at that, what we call mesocycle or, you know, the month, um, you know, and certainly that that bigger time span of the, the 
the training program as, as far as a year or like a whole training cycle, again, there's this idea of taking a rest week, right? And you mentioned it, like it's often vacation. I think it could also be like, you know, maybe, I don't know if illness is less common this year, but maybe we're like pushing ourselves less. We're not, you know, maybe getting as much cold and flus. I don't know anything about this, but it seems like a lot of clients have been more consistent, um, which again might come back to bite us because there hasn't been, you know, maybe you didn't, you used to get sick, so then your knees would get a break or something, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, like, it's also worth noting, like, motivation can definitely be super low right now, especially as we get closer and closer to, you know, what for most people is like cyclocross season or cross country season, I guess, um, even marathon season. And more and more races are coming off the table. And I would say two or three months ago, it was easier to kind of think about, like, you know what? Okay, so summer season is not going to happen, but at least we're going to have cyclocross to look forward to, or we're going to have, you know, the London Marathon to look forward to, or New York, or whatever. Um, and they're, you know, just kind of falling one by one. So I think right now, demotivation, I would say, heading into the fall season, or if we want to call this like summer mid season, uh, it's definitely a factor because I think we thought racing was going to be back by now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's tough. And I don't have any answers for that. You know, we're all dealing with that and, and there's an element of loss there for sure. Um, and, and I think that's a great reason just to make sure that you are being conservative with training load in general, but also again, with this idea of taking, you know, take a weekend off and go to the, as you say, the cottage, we didn't mention camp for those up North, um, and maybe the far East. Um, but the, you know, just be a normal person and let yourself get a little bit more hungry to train. Right. And again, let, illness recover let injury recover let those niggles recover because that's really one of the advantages of this year is that we don't necessarily have to train through things right we can become healthier um and so that's the other note i had here is you know we want to make sure that over this year yes getting fitter yes getting more skilled or something uh, but also just is there a way that we could get healthier right and put some of our energy and our focus into whatever it is nutrition or habits or routine or bedtime or you know these different things right some of these these habits that you like to wax poetic about hey <laughs> um so that that was one note um i think the other thing is like you know okay we take the weekend off or we're gonna you know we're coming into the end of september maybe a labor day you know there's some transitions for some people where some of us are maybe trying to go back to school there's some stuff like this usually there's some sort of element of transition there so um, you know, take a, a week here and just get on top of life and those transitions, right? I think there's a few clients I have that we've sort of realized, you know, oh, oh, we didn't take this, this recovery week, right? And it's like, it's well timed in some ways, right? You even enjoyed the summer, they've made good progress. And now it's, you know, a week or two with all this consistency, if we look back all the way to March, and you know, everyone was ready for the season in March, and then March came, right? And then we continued to train in a lot of cases. So it's been a long, long chunk of time. And as I say, a lot of people have been very consistent. So taking a week or two weeks is not a big deal. And that's not to say do nothing, but just reduce it. Mm -hmm. um, and just and then you can it'll come to you again. You can be philosophical. Um, I guess that was our last episode. People yeah. don't know about philosophical, but we had their bikepacking on. And, and it might be something like that where you, you know, go and do some long walks or you do some journaling on, on what you want to focus on for the fall and into next year. Right. And it might be after the season, it might be a bit of a, oh, you know, that dirty cans. I really have been enjoying gravel and I have been racing road, but, you know, I like gravel and I think I might do that more as my focus. Right. Or 
or mountain biking or switching to the road or doing time trial because it seems like a discipline that'll come back quickly. So maybe, maybe road time trial is the one to focus on, right? Yeah, for sure. And now what about before you take a couple weeks off, even if like the idea of taking a couple weeks off feels just so foreign or so weird because you haven't had like a race, I think you could honestly almost play it like you set up not a race but like you do a time trial on your own like sure you know if you're a runner do a hard 5k do like basically do like a serious test day but make it more like a race um and just kind of call that your goal race and then like go down after that because i think some people have a hard time dropping when they haven't had that like peak moment so we've got something we said for if that stress if the idea of taking a few days off stresses you out I think you could put something big or or super hard on the calendar and kind of have that as your your anchor to okay after that I'll take a week off. I think that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean I think that might even fit with this idea of like in why, you know, there's reasons not to follow the exact same thing we always do. I don't think we need to be like racing for fakes, you know, for just pretending to race every weekend. Like I don't think that's a great idea or a good use of our time and no. energy here, but I think that's a great idea. Like in July, I met up with Quentin uh, DeSera, who's one of our top mountain bikers. I think I mentioned this on another episode, but, and we raced around the, t- the week of nationals when it's usually around the sort of third week of nationals and went really hard and it was really humid. And like I had to take, you know, the better part of that next week, I was just in pieces. Um, um, and, and you know I think for some people, is that DW reacting? It, it is DW reacting. Um, he would like to point out that you also grumped the entire week about being uh, low on, on fitness after that effort and kind of forgot right. that you yeah. did that I effort. Used to, used to be able to absorb this. Kids keep getting younger. Um, but all I have to say, I think that's a great idea. You know, do some sort of big, we're coming up on this long weekend here too, and that might be even the time there. So maybe, you know, just before we go back to school, you know, you, you participate in some sort of bigger, you know, ride with a couple of friends, you know, get a good challenge in. <laughs> And then that's the end of sort of that summer season. And then take that first week of September, if there's a transition in your life, especially, I think just take that as a chance to, you know, again, let your body absorb, take the mental, uh, absorb the mental side of all of this and, and go from there. And I think that's the important thing too, is all of this is, is knowing what your bigger plan is. Right. And I think when there's stress about taking time off or losing fitness, sometimes it's because we're missing that well, what are we working towards? Which is tough, (laughs) admittedly, right now. But if you have an idea of like, okay, like I'm hoping that next July in the future, I'd like to race cross-country mountain bikes again, or, you know, Molly wants to race in a a 50 miler someday. You know, what are the elements of her game or of my game or of your game, the listener in your sport that you can work away at right now, right? So earlier in COVID, you know, we weren't going too far from home. And I actually was like, you know, I've been playing around with wheelies. I'm pretty good. And I really went through it. You know, I work with Ryan Leach on his online skills thing and he has a great little layout. And I was like, well, I'll just follow this Ryan Leach thing. That way I'll be really immersed in the content. And my wheelies went, you know, really big. I'm proud of this. I mentioned this, I think in our last Q and a, um, but it could also be a fitness thing, right? Like you've recovered and now you have to come back to training. So it might be, if you have lots of time in September, do a big endurance block, do a big base block before the weather turns. Um, conversely, Honestly, we, you know what, health wise, I think the best thing we did was when we got back, we slept so much for the first couple <laughs> September, weeks. September is a sleep block. But like, we also slept, like we were sleeping enough that like when we went to, we did finally go see friends in July 
my my wonderful female friend was like, did you have Botox done? And I was like, no, I've just been sleeping. Um, so I think like it's pretty amazing what can happen if you just get like an hour extra sleep every night. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's some of that, uh, you know, it's almost we talked about this early in the COVID stuff with the opportunities or or what your context is, right? I sort of overuse this word of context. I was just having a back and forth with a client about like, what do I mean by context? And it, it's like everyone's context, everyone's scenario, their situation is different during COVID. You might be really stressed with work. So like this is not the time to do a volume block or an intensity block, right? Um, but you might not be able to sleep either. So it, it's sort of choosing what you can work at. It might be five minutes of wheelie practice, you know, if that feels safe and, and you have an area to do it, right? It might not be. Um, but it's trying to pick like, what do you need to do as far as skills? You could make a big list. What do you want to do? And then what can you do? Right? Like early in COVID, we happened to have a nice 10 minute hill. So I did, you know, the Steven Siler four by eights and twice a week I would go out to the big hill. That's, you know, 10 minute ride away, go up and down the hill four times, come back. And it's a great little experiment to see how does that change? If you just actually train hard twice a week, everything else was just nice and easy bit inside so again i think coming into september we can okay i'm going to do another training block you know chip away at something as part of my game as far as the the race goals i have in the future the fuzzy future uh and then also even mapping out that this could be on a a a normal calendar i always try and encourage people who if they haven't had an experience planning out a season get a calendar for you know 2021 through 2021 and just sort of roughly map that out, right? What do these months look like, right? And, and I think a lot of times that gives us a sense of, yes, we should be training and preparing for things because it's not that long till May for Dirty Kanza or next August for Leadville, especially if you factor in winter and all these different seasons. And we do have an article on that that uh, there's not as much time for training as you think. And it, it does some of the math on how many rides you would have before DK next year. Um, right. So we'll maybe link to that in the show notes just to kind of it's a I think it's actually an awesome article for just illustrating there is not as much time till 2021 as as you think when it comes to to training and focusing on any of these like specific elements. Yeah, for DK, especially because it's in the spring. Right. So a lot of places, if it if you don't have hot gravel conditions, you know, all through October to you know April, which You've is only a got of- a few weeks left. Anyone, you know, north of even a lot of the northern states, right? But, the, you know, the, it's only there for so much. So, um, yeah, take advantage of what you can work on right now, right? That gets back to this idea of context. Um, so I think mapping out your training and, and just planning. And then, so, it, yes, you, you only have so much time to work on certain things. But it lets you decide, okay, it makes sense in September to just get more time on my gravel bike. Try and get a few more three-hour, you know, don't have to be major rides. But convince me that you're a gravel rider, right? Like this is the thing of like, are you able, do you want to train for your goal? You know, go and do the thing so that like you can say like, oh yeah, yeah. Like I was comfortable on my gravel bike in September. So in March when we're squeaking to get out again, you know, you are a gravel rider and you've shored up some of those things, right? Again, the the packs, the different skill stuff. Um, The other element I think it does is it, it does give you some confidence that I can take two weeks off in August and I'll be okay by next July. Like it doesn't take that long, you know, a full training cycle, you know, it's going to be maybe eight months or something, right? Like nine at most, like that would be a long training cycle. 
um, as far as working through like your traditional phases of training, right? Your bases and builds or whatever, your general preparation, specific preparation. So there's lots of time as much as there's no time. Um, no time, never enough time. <laughs> well, there's never enough time and time is, you know, we only have so many years, but, um, we're, we're just going through this. Hopefully you enjoy cycling, hopefully you enjoy running, whatever your sport is. And, and so you're just doing that every day in some sort of fashion, right? And the training program, the, the reason for training is, is really just giving, you know, a direction to what you're going to do today, right? And, and sometimes that direction is just go out and ride for an extended period of time and have fun, right? And that's that's fine too. That can be yeah, part of a good plan. Absolutely. And I think really like the only other thing I kind of want to add, and I sort of alluded to it at the beginning, is just, you know, understanding that like, yeah, we didn't have racing, but you still had a season, whether it was a really crappy season because you were very busy with work and stressed and didn't get enough sleep and barely got to train or you got, you know, to train a ton and did a bunch of adventures or, you know, did a couple of really cool trips or something like you've had a season. So I think it's really easy to kind of look at 2020, like Peter was saying, like as just a bit of a blur at this point. But I think just remembering that almost no matter, no matter who you are, if you've like, you had a season this summer, it might not have been the season you wanted uh, or the season you hoped for might not have had any racing, but you had a season. So it is important to kind of just remember that and take this, this, you know, time to reflect on it and, you know, look ahead. Yeah. I think that's good. I think we're also not through it, right? So I think if there's something, you know, trying to think through what the disappointment was, and some of them we can't resolve, right? You didn't do Dirty Kanza, but there's maybe something in line with that that you could do that's similar, right? Especially now that, you know, most places are riding in in some element of groups. You could certainly, you know, chip away at some of those experiences you were hoping to do, um, which I think is is worth reflecting on for sure. Mm -hmm. Cool. Anything else to add? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's, you know, as we come into this fall, often this is when we're getting more into cross training as consummate athletes, especially, uh, you know, strength training is another option. Um, so I think that's when we're going through and planning, it's starting to think like, okay, what am I preparing for? And, and I would say when we look at that calendar year, if you, especially if you're someone in a Northern climate or someone who does, you know, skiing, does rock climbing, does something else in the the winter, we're starting to think, well, what are you preparing for? What are you training for? Well, I'm training because I know that I have to be ready for skiing, like cross-country skiing. So September, I'm going to start doing my pole strides like we've had a, on Jen Jackson mm-hmm. episode um, talking about all our pole striding. So some of these things, and certainly strength training is something that, you know, is it's hard to make an argument against strength training, I think, for most of us. So again, if, we, if we've been slacking on that because the weather's been good, then this could be something that you start bringing back in as we get into the fall. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cool. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap up. Um, as usual, uh, if you have any other questions for these shorter Friday Q&A type episodes, please hit us up. You can find our contact page over at consummateathlete.com. Uh, you can find us uh, at consummateathlete on Instagram now. Um, we're posting a ton of stuff over there, so please check that out. Or find us at Peter Glassford or at Molly J. Herford on Instagram and Twitter. And if you enjoyed this episode, maybe pass it along to someone else who's having some end of season or mid season uh, struggles to figure out what to do next. And uh, definitely leave us a rating and review. That would be super helpful. All right. Thank you all so much. And we will see you next week. 
Thanks so much for tuning into the Consummate Athlete Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or any of our past episodes, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us bring on, you know, great new guests. And yeah, we'd also love to hear from you. You can find us on the interwebs um, at consummateathlete.com, at consummateathlete on Instagram. Uh, and I am at Molly J. Herford on Instagram and Twitter. And Peter is at Peter Glassford. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next week.